what is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and all of you that identify beyond the binary. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I hope you all are doing wonderful, you are thriving, and as always, hanging in there. On this episode, I sit remotely with two of my favorite podcasters in the game. Zach and James are a couple from Seattle who enjoy occasionally going out for a drink, watching a good drag show, and did I mention they host their very own weekly podcast, Wine and Wonder, where they sit down together and discuss everything under the sun. And the best part about it is they do so over a glass of wine. Yes, every episode introduces a new bottle of wine with some background, and then the two give their personal rating. Wine and Wonder releases every Thursday and is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. When I sat down virtually with Zach and James, I was located in a Marriott hotel in sunny San Diego, California. So a little disclaimer here, there were some technical and connectivity issues, but overall it runs pretty smoothly with some slight interference here and there. But I do have to say, this has to be one of my favorite episodes by far. So wherever you are, sit back, relax, grab your favorite cocktail or a glass of wine, and prepare for one epic conversation. Questions and stories to screamqueercast at gmail.com or by submitting them to Instagram at screamqueerpodcast and catch new episodes every Tuesday morning wherever podcasts are streamed. Remember to rate and subscribe. Welcome to the Scream Queer Podcast with Ralph Anthony. The following content contains topics describing graphic violence, strong sexual content, explicit language, and elements that may not be suitable for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Today, I have with me two very special guests. They are the hosts of Wine and Wonder (laughs) podcast, which is so awesome. So everyone, please welcome Zach and James. Hello, hello. Your vocals were amazing. (laughs) I love it. I try, I try, I try. So how are you guys? Doing okay. Just living the dream in wet (laughs) Seattle right now. It's raining right now, so. It's raining? Yeah. It's raining. It's always (laughs) raining in Seattle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to change with global warming. Just so much worse. And I mean, compared to my first year here, because I moved here like six years ago, I feel like it's just getting worse and worse each year. And I want to cry more and more because of how hot it is. Because global warming and climate change is real, everyone, okay? I don't care what anyone says. It's real. It's a real thing, and it is here. Back. It's so scary. Ugh. So frightening. So, Wine and Wonder, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about your guys' show? All Which right. I love, by the way. Thank I love it you. so much. 
your podcast okay first i want to give you kudos um just because your podcast it drew me in like right away i forgot i think i saw you on instagram first i saw one of your posts and i was like oh i gotta check him out and then yeah like when i did i think i reached out to you immediately because i was like okay he has something <laughs> this is really cool and then i listened to it at work and i was like holy shit like it scared me and I, I like to be scared sometimes. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I just want to give you kudos because I love your podcast. So thank you for that. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thank you. But I appreciate that. Our podcast, um, babe, do you want to go first? <laughs> um, sure. So our, our podcast, of course, is it's titled One and Wonder. And and I would say this is more so Zach's baby than it is mine. Oh. Um, I've, you know, I've been coming along for the ride <laughs> and trying to <laughs> give my two cents. Um, but really we, we developed this idea. Um, I think, you know, off of the, the tale of another podcast that he is a part of um, called three gays in a bay. And yes. um, we, we decided that we wanted to give it a try for ourselves and we're, we're trying to come up with a concept and, and something that would really be relatable to, you know, people like ourselves. Yes. Um, we love to drink wine. So we wanted, we knew we wanted that to be a big part of the podcast. And I just like to explore a lot of different topics, um, which we have, a, we have a section on our podcast called Pillow Talk. And that is just where we kind of explore really anything under the sun, any, you know, emerging news or any interesting stories, um, you know, just something that can get people's minds going and um, really connect with our listeners in that way. So um, I would say it's kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of things, but more so than anything, we wanted to have something that is um, a space for queer, black, young professionals like ourselves to, yes. you know, come in and, you know, have relatable content. Uh, for yes. themselves just the whole like platform and the whole like the, just the whole setup is so good like you guys and the 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 wine cork popping sound and then you hear it <laughs> pouring into the glass like it's it's so awesome that so was, that was james's <laughs> idea by the way i was fully against that at first i was like no i hate it yeah i hated <laughs> that so much and then other people were like oh we like that i'm like oh shit no, because it's it's kind of like a ASMR. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> yes. Uh, so speaking of that, um, we are all accompanied by a drink. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. So, do you guys want to go ahead and share what you have in your glasses? Well, I'm being a basic bitch right now, <laughs> and I'm just having a mimosa. Um, that is kind of like my go-to for these types of things. So, yeah. yay, basic bitch. What's your what's your champagne or prosecco of choice? Um anything that is affordable. Yes. <laughs> no, yes. um <laughs> what's the one that I really, really like? I like um no, that's not a prosecco, but I like Kylie Minogue's wine. She has this one rose that we really like. I really like that one. For really? Prosecco, I don't know. I don't really have a go-to. Yeah. So it's whatever. Okay, okay. Yeah. And James? Well, normally in terms of wine, I'd like to drink Chardonnay. And okay. I have I do have a favorite. It's like a Sonoma Coast wine. Um, it's pretty good in my opinion. Um, but I'm on a little bit of a health journey, so trying to cut yeah. calories where I can. So yeah. today I have 
some kettle one botanicals it's a vodka and it nice. has no sugar so it's pretty low on calories and it's a peach and orange blossom and i just paired it with some clove soda so pretty simple sounds delicious and what about you <laughs> i am a tequila soda water girl so today i am drinking uh Casa de Dragones, which is a tequila, which is super smooth. And I pair it with uh, half a can of lime LaCroix and half a can of pineapple Waterloo, which is another uh, sparkling water. And yeah, just a ton of ice and a ton of lime. It's so good. Fancy. I like that. Very fancy. fancy. And I'm not even fancy. I promise. I am the most like non-fancy person. <laughs> So cheers to you all. Cheers. cheers. So I tend to always ask all of my guest hosts this one question. And that question is, are you a fan of horror films? <laughs> um, so I have a love-hate relationship with horror films. Um, when I was younger, I really enjoyed them because I think I had people with me to watch it. Whenever I would watch <laughs> like any type of scary movie, I'm the kid that will like close my eyes and plug my ears whenever I think something scary is going to happen. Yeah. So I, I guess I never really caught the scary parts. Now, I, I mean, I still like the horror type things. I like little jump scares every now and then, but I don't willingly seek it out, especially after <laughs> Signs. I don't know if that's actually a, a horror movie. It is. One, it is. It is. Oh, thank yes. God. Okay, so that one scared the shit out of me. Like, as soon as that alien came out, oh my God, it was at awesome. the At the party, huh? The yes. little kid party, and it was like hiding in the bush or something? Yes. It, it was Nightmare so, feel right there. Oh. So scary. And like, I saw it with my <laughs> younger brother, and it's it freaked both of us out and he had to sleep in my room with me for like maybe a month or so just because he was so scared of it too. Yeah. Those are ugly. Those yeah. aliens. They're scary. And then paranormal activity. That one's an awful one too. Yes. I, like I believe in spirits and stuff like that. Like I've had a few like experiences. And so that kind of, it was, it was, I wouldn't say like super realistic, but it, it kind of like hit different. Cause I was like, yeah. Oh shit, this could really happen. Yeah. 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 That was intense. Yeah. That one was intense. Like the whole getting dragged out of bed and like thrown against the camera and just all that Ouija board stuff is that's really scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was intense. Yes. <laughs> and James? Um, well, for me, I try to stay away from horror films as much as possible. <laughs> what? I am, <laughs> I am pretty, uh, I feel like I was traumatized as a child with scary movies. Yeah. Um, in particular, like in the mid to late nineties, when a lot of the like alien abduction movies were pretty like popular yeah. um, and trendy. And I just could not get over that. So I really tried to steer away from anything horror related. Cause I think I was just really affected by yeah. movies um, in general. And I would get all the feels whether good or bad. Um, I, I grew up, you know, watching a lot of like black comedy movies, like yeah. The Nutty Professor, Friday, Barbershop, things oh like that. Oh my gosh, Friday, <laughs> that um, movie's so quotable, so quotable. It really is. <laughs> um, I think, you know, as I grew older, I started to gravitate 
you know, back towards some horror type films. But I think I try to stay away from things that have like a lot of suspense or, you know, where you're just not really sure what's going to happen. I try to like, I think really, I'm going to sound like a weirdo here, but (laughs) I think like the more gruesome or the more gory, like I can handle that more so than like extreme suspense and then just like a sudden attack of horror. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think that's why I really liked like the Saw franchise. I really enjoyed that one. Do you have a favorite Um, one? Oh, I think just the, just the first one, the original is classic. Yes. So good. Um, No. Sorry. No, no. The, the first one wasn't bad at all. I love, I loved it. They're scary. The, the whole twist, like where he was, where the like jigsaw guy was laying there the entire time, was genius. So he tears off that fake wound on his head. Oh like, my gosh. So good. Oh so my good. gosh. No, still no. No, no hard pass, hard pass. I, I, hard pass. I can't do gore. What about you? What's your favorite scary movie or horror film? My favorite question. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, I, I, because I do love horror, but in reality, I am the biggest chicken. Uh, Zach, when you were saying like how you like cover your ears and, and close your eyes, like that's me in a freaking movie theater. Like if I know something's coming, I will do that. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, obviously my favorite, like, movie and franchise is probably the the scream franchise it's just so familiar to me because that's like what i grew up on and it just i think just watching it just brings back like a sense of like nostalgia and like comfort because it's like what me and my like family and like all my my cousins used to watch when we were younger so i think that's probably why i have like such a deep connection with that um Mm. But if like my favorite like like type of scary movie would probably be like like slashers and like mystery who who done it and stuff like that. I'm a prey for y'all now. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Um, okay, but in, <laughs> in my defense, I I can't do like like demon movies or like exorcist movies i don't know why like just because i i, I think messing with that stuff is kind of scary oh, but sure. oh yeah <laughs> but also they don't make those movies very good like they're all awful like it's <laughs> they're they're poor like screenplays it, it's just it's so awful yeah I, so I, i'm gonna agree with you on that one back to wine and wonder can you guys tell me how your journey has been so far like how has it been like just creating this whole podcast and like putting episodes out like do you guys feel like any type of like pressure um i think we tried we're going at our own pace we're just like if we release things we release things okay uh, no that's a lie never mind (laughs) okay so i'm actually really anal about everything um i'm always getting on james like okay we need to do this we need to do that and He's just like, babe, you need to chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, this yeah. is supposed to be for fun. Like, this isn't supposed to feel like work. But yeah. it's just my personality, I think, where I'm just like, okay, if I'm going to commit to something, then yes. it needs to be at some type of level. Yeah. And so I, I always feel like I have that kind of pressure in the back of my mind um, just to be at least good. I want to be able to produce something relatable, something just good. So someone could like latch onto it and maybe see themselves in us and, yeah. you know, just create a safe space. Yeah. 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 The whole, the whole, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was dying at the whole uh, PV story where you said like your, 
you guys were walking with like the luggage and you were like dripping sweat and <laughs> it was just like uh i because that was so relatable because when i was there i was freaking dying i was sweating like a pig it's, it's, it's just so like muggy it's so Ooh. muggy over there oh my gosh i was not expecting that and then i was not also expecting to carry everyone's luggage <laughs> so yeah that was a surprise to all oh of my gosh yes <laughs> yes but the food is so good mm, the food is so, so good so good and i think i actually ate at that that taco place that you guys were mentioning poncho's tacos they were I'm... cooking meat outside, huh? Yes. Okay, I think that's the place. And they had, like, the best salsa. It was so good. Did we have the salsa? Yeah, they come out with, like, um, like a tripod-looking thing. Yes! Oh, like my gosh, yes, 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 yes. Three different salsas yes. and then, that's like, a the bunch of limes. And so it's so good. You could just, you know, they have different heat levels, and it's delicious. Yes, it's so good. Do you guys like spicy food? Babe? Do you want to? Yes. No, I I have an extreme, um, I don't know, I guess an addiction to spicy food. <laughs> it's pretty oh, bad. Yeah. I yeah. have like every type of hot sauce you can think of in the refrigerator right now. And um, I'm, I have like a really high tolerance level for spicy food. So I, oh, I just wow. kind of always tell people like the spicier, the better. And <laughs> yeah. I like, I like it like blackout spicy. It has to be oh, like really, really hot. <laughs> like, you know, when you go to like a Asian restaurant and they ask you how spicy you want your food and they're like yes. one to five. Yes. He says 15 to 20. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, not even joking. One time he had to, like sign a waiver saying he wasn't going to return the food because it was going to be too hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, look wow. at me crazy a lot. We went to this Thai restaurant and we had never been there before. And, uh, you know, the, the cashier is, I don't know if I could order, you know, order your food that spicy. And I was like, no, well, I'm paying for it. So I want to order my food <laughs> the way that I want it. And she said, okay, well, let me go back and ask. So then another woman comes out from the back and I think she, she seemed like the owner to me. And she's like, what, what do you mean? You wanted 20 stars. I, I can't do that for you. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, it's okay. And then, so she's like, well, we don't just use a certain type of chilies that a lot of other Thai restaurants use. Like we, we use the real deal. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's fine. And so she brought out the chilies for me to taste first. Oh, and she like made sure that I understood like how much of the chili she was going to put in the food, yeah. given the amount of stars that I ordered. And so she's like, don't, you can't return it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, I was like, I'll even eat it here. So I ordered two things and I ate one of them there. And then they're like, oh my goodness, you're such a strong man. You ate all this spicy food. Oh, wow. And they just go crazy for it. But yeah, I usually have to like talk my way into getting what I want at these restaurants because they usually don't want to make it for me. <laughs> yeah. Dang. So you are like extreme when it comes to spicy food then. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> would you ever, would you ever do like one of those, like, um, have you guys heard of hot ones? Yes. Would you ever oh do that? Gosh. That's like a dream for me. I would love yes. to go on there. We went to, uh, Vancouver, Canada, not too long ago and there was like a hot sauce store so of course we had to go in, in there and they they sold hot ones hot sauce i, oh, I didn't shoot. end up getting that one but we were able to try it and um it's it, it's really spicy it's really, really, really spicy even for me so i guess oh, it's, it's, it's pretty up there <laughs> nope. nope oh my gosh i think i went off of of topic for there for a moment oh i think i was asking about the, the podcast journey 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I think I would just add that for me, it's been a slow burn. Uh, I definitely wanted to come into it just more as a hobby. Like if I'm in the mood to do it, I'll do it. Um, And if I'm not in the mood to do it, then I won't. And I I would say like, I have a pretty stressful and demanding like nine to five job during the week. And so sometimes, you know, Zach is so on top of things and he's so rigid and structured in you know putting out content that you know i get a little bit annoyed sometimes like god just not in the mood but yeah i think you know after all is said and done it it is really rewarding and you know we have got nothing but positive feedback thus far from friends and family and even you know the small cluster of people that have you know um followed us and yeah and gave us a lot of good constructive feedback um i think one of the small wins for me has been that, you know, my family back home in California, they're able to to listen to my podcast and yeah. feel like they're still connected to me and and to our relationship as well, because they they all know Zach and they they yeah. love him too. So it's just nice for them to be able to listen, to to get to know what's going on in our lives. Cause to be honest, on the podcast and and truly in this episode too that we're doing right now, like this is probably the most I talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty quiet most of the yeah. time, uh, to the point where like you know Zach's like you know talk to me, <laughs> so, <laughs> say um, something. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm just pretty quiet most of the time. Yeah. So that's like our that's like our one opportunity to really connect with each other and and also stay that. connected to our family. Um, you know that are that his family lives in Florida. And, and you know so it's nice that they get to listen in and and stay connected with us too yeah it was just really a secret way my devious plan to get him to actually talk to me uninterrupted and you know it's working out so far so good yeah (laughs) because it honestly like it's it seems so easy to like some people, but it's actually not like it takes a lot of energy and just just like time to like really come up with like the content and then like record it and then like see what you want to keep in the episode. Like I, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it really that is that. OK, so I do want to ask you, like, how do you do it? Because. I listen to your podcast every single week now. Every <laughs> Thank time you so much. Thank I'm you. like, okay, I'm going to, I listen to it as soon as I get to work. Don't tell anyone at work, but I have a <laughs> oh little bit gosh. of that time. And so I'll listen to your podcast and it's just, it's perfection. Like, I don't understand how you are so perfect with everything. Like, the oh, audio. Stop. No, I'm not even. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like your audio is amazing. Your storytelling is great. Whenever you have guests on the podcast, they're just, it, you bring out something in them. Like it, it's just amazing. I love it. So, like, what's oh, your secret? You. Um, I cry for about two hours prior <laughs> to each recording. No, um, I don't know because I'm. I'm normally like such a perfectionist and I need everything to be perfect. It's such a bad quality. Um, (laughs) But, but no, I just, I don't know. Like I've just, I'm very passionate about it. So I like, I'll make the time for it to do all of the like research. And I'm like, for my, for my stories, I'm like, I'm writing like little essays practically because I have to get all that research and put it into like a, like a script. Um, And yeah, like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's something like I really love to do. And 
For me, I honestly, I absolutely hate the whole recording process. Oh. Like, I, I despise it. I don't know why. But my favorite part of the whole process is just like post production, like putting everything together like a like a puzzle, and then adding in the whole like sounds and the background music and just doing all those like different segments but i'm learning to love the whole recording part but i don't know i think it's just i have very high anxiety so i don't know i have I just... medication for that need something <laughs> send it my way no. i'll give you i'll give you my address okay, when we're recording. <laughs> please continue what you're doing because i feel like your trajectory it's on the up and up and i, I feel like big things are coming for you like oh my God. i truly feel that and i'm wishing that i'm hoping that and i know that will happen for you so keep doing what you are doing thank you so much thank you so much uh oh my gosh honestly though like my main goal for creating a whole podcast was the community aspect of it and like look at us right now like if i hadn't done this i wouldn't be sitting here talking to to amazing individuals mm. and i just i don't know i just i wanted to find like a platform where i can just like you know connect with people who i wouldn't have connected with and i i think that's the coolest part about the like whole thing mm -hmm. it it really mm -hmm. is like like you said, like if you hadn't been doing this, if we hadn't been doing this, we would have never met. Like you were just at a, what was it? A little conference, not a little conference, but a conference of, for Spotify, no? Oh yes, 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 yeah. yes. And yes. you got to meet so many different people. Like Yes, it was this, so cool. Yeah, this is, it's a whole new world and you never know what it's going to bring. It's, yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is just so cool. It's It's just so cool to, just talk to other people who like deal with the same struggles as you and yeah and i just from my standpoint i didn't i didn't see a lot of latino lgbtq plus people in the whole podcasting game i mean i'm sure there there are but i don't know like none like the whole like true crime and just mm -hmm. like Ooh. questions and stuff like that but but yeah that was that was my main like push to to do this would you guys ever do video <laughs> um so i told you like i was doing james's makeup before this because i thought we were going to be all glamorous <laughs> no. and everything oh my God. no no i think video if it gets to that point then yes i i mean i wouldn't mind doing it because i mean i always stay ready so I don't ever have to get ready. No, yeah. just kidding. Um, no, 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 <laughs> period, I'm not that period. cocky. No, I swear, I'm not that cocky. Um, I think if it ever got to that point, though, I would definitely be down to do it. Yeah, I, th I think I would be open to video. I think it, there's there's an added layer of complexity, I'm sure, yeah. that we're just extremely unfamiliar with. Um, you know, Zach often edits a lot of the episodes that we do, and... He's trying to teach me <laughs> slowly <laughs> as I, you know, give in to doing it. But that in and of itself, it's very complicated. It's very yeah. time consuming. It's very tedious. So I can only imagine video being that much more complicated. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think if we were to go to video, we would really want to 
you know, reach out to other creators who really know what they're doing and can give us some solid advice and, uh, you know, help us, you know, set a foundation for success moving forward with, with video. So I I think we need a little help in that. (laughs) Same, same. Uh, Going to that whole Spotify event uh that's all they kept talking about was just like that's where it's at apparently like video 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 and i'm like like what why <laughs> i don't want to be on camera because <laughs> i don't want to have to always like get ready because most of the time i'm in my freaking slippers and a like oversized <laughs> shirt like my hair is like going all kinds of different ways like i want to be comfy so <laughs> i don't know and then um i also heard that like tiktok is where it's at like if you just do like like little short videos of like your episodes and like i'm just like oh that sounds like so much more work oh, oh my god Ooh. yes i'm just thinking about all the work and i'm like oh that is a lot it's so. a lot and i i definitely tip my hat to those who are who are doing it because it is it's a lot it's a Period. lot snaps yes. for y'all <laughs> <laughs> So we want to know, do you ever spook yourself out with your podcast stories? Because when I'm listening, even just the music alone kind of creeps me out (laughs) (laughs) in a good way. Um, But we want to know, do you ever feel, you know, get some of those scary feelings when you are talking about the stories that you share? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I'm glad you're you're scared because that's that means I'm doing it right. <laughs> but uh, but um, actually, yeah, uh, I talked about this. I forgot how many episodes ago, but I do like to record in a, in like a dark room. Um, like right now, it's completely dark. <laughs> I don't oh know gosh. why. <laughs> um, it's just the light of the computer. But um, but yeah, it's like what was the? There was a story that just like. I was getting chills as as I was reading it. Um, I think it was, there was a story about uh, the guy who had like the like dreams of his family like killing him or something like that, and there was like demonic shadows, like just like it's. I'm getting chills right now because it's just I don't know. Like, can you like, just to like imagine going through that? It's yeah. it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think more the 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 stories that have to do with like entities or like ghosts. Those ones are more creepy for me um not so much the whole like stalking ones like i think i did like a a a clown stalking one um but where do y'all live like these stories are insane the ones i get yeah like (laughs) like, goodness remember a couple years ago all the clown shit that was going on yes oh my god i was always so afraid i mean i'm i'm hoping it was just like teenagers just trying to scare people versus like an actual like predator or crazy yeah. person but it's it's insane the links that people will go to for some attention for real though like why yeah oh no no thank you i do remember one question i know you had just said that you don't fuck with sorry i'm sorry i cuss um oh so no I, this is a nsfw so <sighs> stop listening at work no, I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> i know you said you don't mess with ouija boards but have you ever messed with a ouija board no no and no because of paranormal activity i'm telling you even when i was younger i like i never wanted to really yeah okay that is one thing i did do but nothing came of it thankfully you did I, yeah what like, did you ask i have no idea i was <laughs> like in my teens just with a group of friends and we were just trying to see if anything would happen and 
someone was being stupid and like leading the the what is it called the little cursor thing the mouse pad oh yeah yeah <laughs> the, 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 the pointer or whatever yeah the pointer yeah. yeah someone was leading the pointer but nothing happened thankfully yes. but i do believe in that kind of stuff like yeah oh I, I was stupid back then now i would never do that so yeah yeah i don't know i i i've always been scared of it for some reason yeah understandably so yeah. <laughs> i'm telling you i'm the biggest chicken like i'm here as just like this horror gay but i'm honestly so scared i'm scared of everything <laughs> i love it i love yeah. it <laughs> we have another question though so we want to know how your experience has been working with different people um and collabing um, on your podcast it's been great actually um i think this month has been i think yeah this this month has been like when i like really just like dived into collabing with other creators versus just like my friends or family members um but yeah it's it's been really cool especially because like i said like it's it's nice to like talk to other creators who like know the like hustle and like struggle of like what comes with with the podcast mm -hmm. um but and and like my main goal this whole month for pride month happy pride by the way oh my gosh happy pride happy pride cheers to that <laughs> yes cheers <laughs> but but yeah my my whole goal was just to try and reach out to other lgbtq plus creators whether that's other podcasters or like artists who who draw um because I, I i think everyone has something to say and everyone is important and i just i, I don't know i just want to give my little platform uh to everyone so they can have a chance to like share their stories experiences struggles all of it so yeah it's it's been so awesome that is so amazing. Like, I just want to give you a big hug right now. That is, <laughs> that's so nice. It's, it's, you, it's quite impressive, I would say. And you have to go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I, I just want to say it, it is impressive and kudos to you for a job well done. And we're so thankful that you invited us. On Very the podcast. thankful. Of course. I had to get you guys on. I had to, <laughs> but I just, because I just, I think, especially in our community, I like, yes, there are a lot of people out there who hate us just for being us, but I, I've also experienced and seen hate from within our own community. And I think that's, what's kind of lit a fire under my ass to like really push to be like really supportive and help uplift one another. And I don't know, just, there's just so much nastiness out there. Like, why? Ooh, yeah. Like, what is the point? Like, it doesn't hurt to be a good person. Just, yeah. just don't be a shitty person. Yeah. And I'm, but mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I've been perfect my whole life because who <laughs> has? Like, I've, I've been very toxic. But I think, as I, as I, I don't want to sound ageist, but <laughs> as I, as I get older, like, I don't know. Like, you just, it's crazy how you just like your mind changes so much. I Okay, so I do have a little bit of hope for the future. I feel like the younger generation, like what's after millennials? Cause we're millennials, right? Is it Gen Z or I think, no? Yeah, I think Gen Z and then is it Alpha? There's a new one. Yeah, 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 Alpha, 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 yes. yes, yeah, yes. I, I, I have faith in them. Like, I feel like they're more tolerant, more accepting, 
more open-minded and I think it's going to be a better place. I, I feel hatred is taught though. So I, I'm, yep. I am scared in that sense, like, cause we are still a very hateful, at a hateful place in this time and day. Yes. But I, I'm hopeful that things will get better. That's just me being naive. I don't know, but. No, we'll it's you, there. it's you having faith and being hopeful. Yes. So yes. we'll see what happens. So we, we just wanted to know, to get to, to know you a little bit more on a personal level. And we're curious outside of podcasting, what do you like to do when you're not working? I'm, I'm very boring, which I love it. I just, I'm, I'm a homebody. So the more time I get to spend in my house with my dogs, playing video games or watching movies uh-huh. or planning for the next podcast episode like that's all i like to do like i mean i still go out um with like friends for like dinner and 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 drinks but you won't really catch me at like a like a club or like a rave or edc any of that i just i don't know a ton of people always stress me out so i'm just i'm Mm -hmm. i'm i'm very simple that is why i was like drawn to you then because i am (laughs) the same exact way i i don't like to go out i'm a homebody the only reason why i go out is because this man that we are talking to right now (laughs) he drags me out (laughs) like every weekend and i am dying every weekend not really but um (laughs) i am so much a homebody as well i i prefer night in rather than partying going out and playing video games by the way which video games do you play I I'm in I'm an old school gamer. I I like single player games. I'm not into like the whole multiplayer online mm-hmm. scene. Um so I'll play like uh I play like The Last of Us or like Resident Evil okay. or like the whole like Tomb Raider games. I'm a big mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat fan. Um, Mortal Kombat is where it's at. Yes. <laughs> I'm such a fan. Um I'm so excited for the new one in September. Um yeah, I'm just I'm very like I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to call it old school, but I just, I'm very like those types of games. Cause I think right now it's like the whole like Fortnite and Overwatch, like yeah, no. multiplayer online games. Yeah. I don't no, know. definitely not those. That's not it. That's not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so like, what's, what's like a, like a, like a perfect day for you both? Like what, what would you guys like do on your like perfect day? Sleep. <laughs> just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Eat and sleep. Eat Same. and sleep. Same. For real though. No. Yeah. Um. So I enjoy reading. So I I'd like to have a nice book. Have a nice. What type class. of books? Huh. What type of books? So I'm really into like self help stuff and like all that like nice. spiritual spiritual stuff. Right now I am reading. It's called I think it's Four Hundred Souls. I I think it's Four Hundred Souls. It's like a his uh, African American history. Like they collaborated with like 40 or 100 I don't know a bunch of different like authors and they all have their stories and it gives a timeline of African-American history so I'm currently reading that it's a very long read it is it's something that you do have to pay attention to yeah um but yeah that's that's kind of my perfect day just chilling reading with my dog and chilling with James um yeah that's I don't want to go out. Don't don't make me interact. <laughs> don't invite me. Don't yes. invite us out. Okay. Don't exactly. invite us. 
I would say and, I'm the opposite, of course. Opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, in terms of sleep, I I'd love a good nap. So I would want to, you know, take like, you know, maybe an hour, two hours. I like really long naps. So yeah. I'd want to sneak that in. But of course my day would I mean going out not necessarily a club, but I'd want to go out to try a new restaurant or yes you know like definitely try like i like these cool little speakeasy places that they have here in seattle that are just really awesome and you know and i love a good drag show so i would want to yes i was just gonna ask that how's the whole drag scene (laughs) oh it's amazing it's amazing it really is i mean you have to you have to remember like seattle has had some you know pretty successful drag queens come you know come out of like the rupaul drag race um friends we have yes. like jinx monsoon that lived here for quite yes. a long time benda la creme and then more recently we have bosco and then irene dubois or alien she recently changed her name slightly but you know <laughs> i know she was first out but you know she built a brand for herself uh, yeah. because of her like commentary on the show and her confessionals and things like that so we yeah. have some extremely extremely talented drag queens here and some of the best shows that i've i've seen i've been to a lot of drag shows so i feel like i could speak on that but it, it's really nice I, I enjoy going out even just even if it's just for the show like not to stay yeah. and like party and dance but just support the local drag yes you know, yeah a little bit of money and then go home yes. mm-hmm. have you have you seen like a change in in drag since rupaul's drag race basically took over the world <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I would, I would say so. I think yeah. there is, you know, there's more space for diversity, which is super, super important. Yes. I know there's been a lot of controversy, you know, about RuPaul's Drag Race not supporting different types of drag. But yeah. I think over the years, of course, that has changed with a lot of like club kid culture and a lot of, you know, it's women now yep. doing drag on the show and and being extremely successful um and i we think just had a you winner. know sasha colby yeah, right yes. sasha, sasha colby <laughs> yes. that's my favorite from the beginning so i'm happy. so good yes <laughs> so good um and i think now there's even conversations about having um male presenting drag queens on the show as well um or drag kings that they as they would call them. So yeah, um, I think you know the doors is certainly opening, and I think I've seen that shift here in Seattle too with the drag culture. You know, there's just a lot of a lot of option, and you know, there's something for everyone when you go to a show. If you if yeah. you go to the right bars and nightclubs here, you'll have a diverse cast of drag queens, and you'll be able to you know have a favorite there that you would want to come back and see again yeah i I do have a question for you though yeah so i remember on one of your previous episodes it was just recent i it was one or two episodes ago you had mentioned you don't watch rupaul's drag race what happened (laughs) 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 see what happened was um no uh, um i don't okay so i mean i'm not trying to like hate or shit on it because it is an amazing show and it is it is pretty much brought drag out into the mainstream and and got it out there 
Um, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's a production company, and they have to to create an entertaining show. But I don't know. I just I think it got too like like too much drama, and it just seems so staged now. Like I'm I'm a I'm a Drag Race season one until like season six or seven. Not seven really. Maybe till season six. <laughs> fan. Um, poor seven. Season seven. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'll I'll still watch it here and here and there. I mean, Miss Vanjie, like all that. Like <laughs> I I know about all that, but I don't I don't tune in like weekly like I like I used to. But I'll still go out and and support. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my stance on on Drag Race. The tequila's hitting now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's gonna be a Scream Queer podcast after hours. Have a drink with us. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you're listening to this, you better not be driving to work. You better be at home with a cocktail. Like, come on, <laughs> grab a drink and drink with us. Salud. That's right. Cheers. That's right. Cheers to that. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk scary. Let's talk. Let's talk scary. Let's talk scary. I've told my parents this numerous times and I remember it so clearly. So I grew up on a missile range or a military base called White Sands Missile Range. And I was probably like six or seven and I was going to bed and everything. And I, I just remember like I was laying down in bed and there was this man just standing in my like doorway and he was telling me to come here, come here. And like, I was too scared to get out of bed. And this has happened to me numerous times growing up. And I've always been so scared. Like I said, it's happened like maybe three, four different times. And like, the only reason why I believe this is some type of spirit is because my uncle, um, he just passed away, but um, growing up, he had always been able to see like spirits and stuff like that. He'd always be able to sense them and like, other family members or friends or whatever, they would ask him to come over to just kind of like feel things out, see if there was some type of strange presence. Yeah. And I feel like maybe I got something like that. I mean, I know that sounds kind of strange, but like, I feel like when I was younger, I was able to sense like ghosts or spirits or whatever it was. Um, there has also been a time, maybe a couple years ago, I there's been this little girl that's been like, in my life. I don't know who it is, but she's followed us for like the longest time. I'm, it's so weird. Like she like, she's been really like cool with my mom. Yeah. And my mom says she has seen her too. But there was one time I was home alone and I was FaceTiming my best friend and my best friend's daughter. And my best friend's daughter's maybe like three or four at the time. And we're just talking, having a good time. And then the daughter, she's like, who's that little girl behind you? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm home alone. She's like, no, there's a little girl behind you. And I'm like freaking the hell out. I'm like, oh my God, this is that damn little girl that's been following us. Like it's, I've had so many weird things happen to me. It's not even funny. So that's why I'm always like, do not fuck with the spirits because yeah. that shit is real. I've had um, par not paranormal, like UFOs. I oh, think. yeah. So, like I said, I lived on a military base 
um, and it was called White Sands Missile Range. So they would do like missile testing, of course. Uh -huh. Me and my brother, so, okay, so to, to set the stage, so we lived on the military base and the closest city is like 40, 30 to 45 minutes away. And to get to it, you have to go over this long ass mountain. It's called St. Augustine Pass. And there's like nothing, like it's pitch black. So you see every, like all the stars in the sky and everything. So me and my brother were coming back from Las Cruces to go back home to the military base. And it's probably like eight, nine o'clock at night. And we see these really bright stars. There's three of them and they're in like a triangle formation. Okay. Okay. And it's, we're just like, holy shit, this is like really bright. What is this? Like, are they doing a missile testing? And like, whenever they do missile testings, they'll close the pass. So like, no one can like drive that road. So it's yeah. like, no, we're, we're not doing that. Like, so what the hell is this? And we're just staring at it as I'm driving and everything. And you just see all three of these stars or whatever they are, they shoot off in different directions. And I'm like, what the hell was that? And like, only me and my brother have seen this. And like, whenever we tell anyone, they're like, no, it was it was a, a, a weather balloon or whatever it is. And we're like, no, like, this was something real. Like they were in a triangle formation. They were perfectly still like, I don't think a missile or rocket or whatever would do, would that. do that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they shoot off at such speed, like that, that doesn't happen. So yeah, I, I definitely believe in extraterrestrial life. Oh my gosh. Wait, have you guys heard of the whole Las Vegas, uh, alien crashing in someone's backyard thing? I, I heard about it from your podcast. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's so it's great. Well, I don't know what to believe right now, but I don't know. I think it's just, it's so fascinating. Like it's all over TikTok, and yeah like i guess a ufo like crashed into someone's backyard and the family claimed to have seen some like really tall like men with big eyes and when they looked at them they were like in like a, a, a trance or something and uh a police dash cam like caught the the like spaceship or whatever like crashing like it's just so bizarre <laughs> my grandma passed away when I was about seven or eight and she always would tell the family like oh I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna hunt you guys like she definitely oh was God. not in her <laughs> right mind when she passed away <laughs> she was surely not in her right mind when she passed away but she would say kind of crazy scary things like that and <laughs> um I remember my 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 oldest sister was getting ready for her senior prom and she had this lamp that would, I don't know if you remember these, but they had these, these lamps where you would, they were kind of like touch activated. So you would touch it, it would turn on, but it was pretty dim. You touch it again, you get brighter, yes. Yes. touch it again, yes. so yes. on yes. and so yes. forth. And you could keep tapping it, you know, until it would like turn off or get like as bright as it could go. And you know, my sister was actually quite sad that my grandma was not there. This is shortly after she had passed away. 
And <laughs> all of a sudden this lamp just started freaking out. Like it started going from like off to dim to bright, like oh my all of the stages of the lamp, it just kept going like in a circle, like over and over and over again. So everyone was like freaked out. Like why the heck is this lamp tripping like this? So yeah. they unplugged it and it kept going. No way. <laughs> they unplugged it from Holy the power source and it kept going. And everyone was like, <laughs> everyone ran out because my sister and a bunch of people like <laughs> in the room, like, you know, they're doing like glam and makeup and all this and that. And yeah. everyone's just like screaming at the top of their lungs. They ran out of the room. They're like, oh, like something's going on with the lamp. And of course, needless to say, a lot of people are like, oh, maybe that's my grandma, like coming back as a sign. But honestly, because the yeah. lamp just kept going and it did that actually the entire time she was getting ready like we had to like move the lamp out of the room and replace it with a different lamp so it was just honestly freaky and it, it did not stop like doing that until she left the house and then suddenly it just stopped and oh the lamp gosh. continued to work so we plugged it back in and we we're wondering if it was going to start like glitching again but it, yeah. it didn't and the whole time that they had the, i think eventually they got rid of it but the whole time she had the lamp it worked properly it was just that one night and it was just super scary and we we're like okay something kind of creepy happened with the lamp <laughs> She was just telling like y'all that she was there. She was mad. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> oh my it was gosh. Definitely scary. <laughs> Should we talk about some true crime? This is in regards to the recent Lori Vallow Daybell case, um, which is extremely I think I think it was pretty, you know, mainstream it became pretty high profile because her kids went missing and she wasn't speaking at all to anyone about where her kids were at. And she went off to Hawaii and married um, some man shortly after her husband passed away, her previous husband anyway, at the hands of her brother who ended up shooting and killing her husband. And so there's just a lot of really unanswered questions. She was ultimately found guilty of all counts um, that she was faced with, but her now has her current husband is being tried. And I think based off of the way this trial went, I would not be surprised if he changes his plea to guilty and tries to take some sort of deal uh, because the odds are certainly stacked against him. But I think it, would, it was an interesting case to talk about for your podcast in particular, because there is some sort of like, you know, paranormal belief, I think, in that they they had a lot of thoughts around like their kids were possessed by these demonic entities and that they needed to kill them in a certain fashion to be essentially reincarnated you know a new life without these evil spirits being um captivated with you know with them so i think maybe you have maybe more than i remember these poor children like oh my gosh like i believe her their their son jj valo uh he was he was seven years old and he died from asphyxiation by having a plastic bag over his oh. head and duct tape over his mouth and he 
they said that there were signs of a struggle and there was like scratches and, and bruises on, on his neck and just mm-hmm. so awful, like what these people did to these 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 children. And his, his body was found. It was wrapped and taped in plastic bags. But his sister, oh my gosh, like she was found in multiple bags and oh. her, yes, and her body was burned. It's so sad. And I mean, they, they were arrested and... Like you said, James, they were charged for multiple felony counts, including conspiracy to commit first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit destruction, alteration, or concealment of evidence. Yeah. Was the, sorry. So, no. Go ahead. Was, ask. Who, who was the the person that actually committed everything? Because me and James had a discussion about this, and I'm. I'm an airhead, so <laughs> who was the person that well, you're you're talking it? to a bigger airhead over here? <laughs> <laughs> like I believe it was wasn't it both of them? It was there, it was both of them. And I think there there wasn't any like true tangible evidence that um, pointed to one or the other. Yeah, that at, at least in the evidence that was presented in this trial, because the husband is being tried separately, so we might find out more than what we know now. Yeah. Uh, but the wife, there wasn't any true tangible evidence other than like a hair fiber that was found on um, JJ Vallow, which is the seven-year-old son who died. There was like one singular hair hair fiber that was found on the duct tape itself that was wrapped around him, but. There wasn't any evidence to suggest that she was the person who actually was at the hands of the murder. They believe it was actually her brother because her brother was, I think it's important to note here that her and her husband, Lori Valadevo and Chad Devo had like apocalyptic predictions. And so they believe that it was their mission to like kill off all of the evil spirits, which ironically so included their you know they're like immediate family members and um the brother was like he was kind of like the chosen one from Lori Valadebo who was gonna be you know kind of seeing out all of these killings that they needed to do and he started with her her previous husband and he shot and and killed him and claimed I believe it was self-defense but he ultimately got away with it and and they believe that he was the one who ultimately killed the children as well. But it, she was convicted of the crime because they believe she orchestrated it. Yeah. And she like told him to do it. And sadly he actually died during the process of all of this. And they believe that he died of natural causes, but who knows at this point, because they had to exhume Chad Debo's wife's body um, because they initially thought that she died of natural causes, but they believe now that she died of exviciation, just like um, the son. May I ask a personal question? And you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Who? You. <laughs> first of all, first of all, uh, tune into next season where your host James takes over as host of Scream Crew Podcast. That was so good, James. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that was very good. Okay, so do you believe in like the death penalty? We had a discussion about this related to this case, but oh. do you believe in the death penalty? I, I I do. Okay, I do too. So it's it's like a for me though it's like a like a case by case basis. Um, I mean all murder is is 
awful and and wrong but i don't know i like what was do it did you guys ever hear about oh i, I forgot the guy's name but he was like a truck driver and it, it, he like got in a huge accident oh, yeah. and he killed quite a bit of people but they gave him the death penalty and he was just like i forgot what the circumstances were but i felt so bad for him like he was crying and like he was know. going downhill, wasn't he? But he didn't like do go off that exit or something. It, yes, and like he, he like wrecked, and it just like yeah. it caused a huge like I think it like it exploded or something. Yeah, and killed a bunch of people. But I mean, he didn't do it intentionally. Like mm-hmm. it was an accident, and I think he got the the death penalty. Yeah. So see situations like that, I'm like, ah, like just give him time in prison, but like don't kill him. So like. In this case, Jamie- oh yeah, gas them all. No, I'm all kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, like honestly though, like this wicked lady. So she was the mastermind behind it, but she didn't actually enact all of it, right? Is that is that what happened? Like she wasn't the one that actually like murdered her kids, but she was kind of like behind she orchestrated the, idea. the whole. Yeah. So, would yeah. in your opinion, do you think she deserves the death penalty? Well, yeah, like the, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna dance around it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. do, do you think differently, James? I do. We you had do? this conversation. <laughs> um, Zach and I had this conversation about the death penalty, and I think for the most part, I am against the death penalty simply because I want people to sit with their actions. And I think that would that to me seems more impactful than just, just killing them, killing them, and yeah. letting them but, you know move on with whatever is out there in the afterlife. I think the only time I think that I would be like okay with the death penalty is in situations where I really feel like somebody is just so beyond themselves that they're they're just not capable of any sort of like redemption, redemption, or you know like you can clearly tell that they are, you know, there's no form of rehabilitation that can actually happen. And if they live, they will live to not even bat an eye at what they did. Like, you know, I'm thinking in terms of like serial killers and people that just do, you know, they kill people for fun. I think there's no hope for them, but if some, if I could, if I can kind of pierce through someone's, you know, mentality and, and see that they will have a, they will have a lot of internal turmoil with living with what they did. I feel like that is, that is more of a punishment than just killing them because that's to me seems the easy way out. I can Um, see that. And, and that's why I would say, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I think in that sense, like, yeah, you know, kill them. But I, I think that they need to have some sort of consequence that's bigger than just killing to me the death penalty has become something that is pretty humane for the most part it's done in a way that is only you know as respectful as that process can possibly be these people are given like their they have their final meal of choice and stuff like that yeah that doesn't sit right with me 
I would rather them take their odds in jail and hope that, you know, they're tortured by the other inmates. Yeah. You know, getting jumped or. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I would rather that than just again, letting them enjoy this lavish final meal. And then all of a sudden they're lethally injected in a very humane way. No, I don't like that. I want them to be tortured in the same manner in which they tortured the person that they killed. Yeah. Um, But the law doesn't allow that. So to me, I feel like having them live and be tortured in some other manner seems like the go-to for me. We, uh, America, America has a problem. <laughs> okay, Beyonce. Uh, oh, I love that you got that. Oh. But I don't, I don't like Beyonce. Wait. Does that make me a bad person? Wait. No, I, okay. canceled. Rewind. Canceled Rewind immediately. <laughs> Take me like off the Beyonce? <laughs> No, I've never gotten into her. Are you joking right now? <laughs> I'm being a 100% serious. Am I being punked? No, no. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is gonna have to be a discussion after we're done with the <laughs> recording because yeah, we're now, taking oh. you to the Renaissance tour with us. And yes. so oh my gosh, we're just gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> what type of music do you know. listen to? I'm emo. Uh, I'm okay. like I'm like a grunge, like rock person. Yeah. Okay. Then that okay that explains why. Okay, I'm gonna forgive you just a tiny. Bit. I'm gonna give you a little bit of grace, just for that yeah but i'm sorry i, I, I don't know how you're i do like that song though which one the oh, america's got a problem america's yes it's so good the fact that, that you have to, to introduce that us yeah. let's do let's get into some listener submitted questions all right so the first question in spirit of pride month Please have your guests share their coming out story if you guys are comfortable. Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first, babe, or do you want me to go first? Sure, I'll, I'll go first. I think this is actually something that we shared briefly on our podcast as well, but I I think this part of my coming out story I, I didn't share, so um, I'll, I'll add it here. So um, I actually- you get the exclusive I, here. Exclusive. <laughs> exclusive content right here so i came out in 2007 um which is the year that i graduated high school i'm gonna age myself a little bit oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> no not even <laughs> um but yeah i i actually you know sorry babe i was in a relationship at the time are and... you joking <laughs> <laughs> i was in a relationship at the time and i and i you know of course my young naive self thought it was like getting like pretty serious and all this and that so i felt really compelled to tell my parents in addition to that i just wanted to be my true self without having to like try to hide certain elements because I was just fresh out of high school. I had started going to Sac State um, for college and I, I really just started to come into my own and I'm like, okay, like now I can really, I felt like I was, I had a lot of freedom. Like I can be myself. Yeah. And that was really hard because I was really close to my family. We had a lot of struggles growing up and it, created a super strong bond so um i remember at the time i was trying to put out fillers for my parents and see how they might react to certain you know news that i was gay 
And my mom had a gay coworker and she would come home all the time and she'd be like, oh my gosh, he's just so fabulous. I just love him, blah, blah, blah. She would, <laughs> you know, just say like really like nice things about him. I'm like, okay, maybe she'll be all right with it. Yeah. Um, and so I knew my mom was the first person I was going to tell. And we would often go shopping together. So this particular day we were like going to the Walmart down the street and I don't know why, but I just felt super like I, I needed in that moment to say something. So I was like, oh, like I have something really important to tell you, but I, I'll tell you when it's time. And of course, it's like the most horrible approach to, coming out <laughs> to your parents. Like it was terrible. Like we're walking around Walmart, just talking. And, you know, I say that. And of course she like stops dead in her tracks. And she's like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Tell me, what is it that you have to tell me? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, it's okay. Like, I'll tell you when the time is right. And she's like, what do you mean the time is right? Like you, you brought it up and now you don't <laughs> want to tell me like, this is crazy. So the whole time she's like, she's trying to let it go. But of course, as a mom, she cannot let it go. So she's like, we're walking around Walmart. She's like, well, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? She literally guessed everything under the sun. In fact, she was like, are you in love? <laughs> she was, and then she said, did you get somebody pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like throwing everything out there. I'm like, no, no, no. Honestly, she, the last thing she said, she was like, is it about your sexuality? And I just looked at her and, you know, I felt like that was the golden ticket for me. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it is. And she, again, she just stopped right there. And we're, we're in the middle of Walmart of all places. Oh my gosh. And That's amazing. she looks at me and she says, she just gives me, she gives me the biggest hug ever. Oh. And she, she like grabs my shoulders and she was like, listen, I want two things from you in life. I want you to be happy and I want you to be successful. And if you're those two things, then as a mom, I am proud of you. And she just was like, let it go after that, you know? And we yeah. had the most normal conversation after that. And I think just like with any parent, her curiosity got the best of her and she starts talking about like, oh, is this your boyfriend? You know, because at the time she, I didn't tell her that this person was my boyfriend and you know, then she starts asking really cringy questions like, well, who's the girl and who's the guy? And I'm oh like, my to educate gosh. her. Like, okay, let's let's back let's back it up a That's little bit. That's not a we're, thing. <laughs> we're we're both men and this is it's not yes. how it goes. Yeah. You know, but I understood like yeah, like what she was trying to allude to, but it just <laughs> I was just like, okay, I need to provide her with a little education. Yeah. And I told her not to tell anybody in my family, but my mom cannot hold water for nothing. <laughs> so she tells everyone. And at the time I was really upset with her, but looking back on it, I'm like, okay, I'm happy. Like, I don't really have to spill the beans to anybody. You know, like this is fine. And everybody in my family was extremely supportive. So I am one of the lucky ones in our community who does not have to worry about family acceptance or being put out on the street especially yeah. in the black community because my you know I come from a biracial family my mom is white and my dad is black and I heard over the years my dad saying some not so healthy things um, about our community um, yeah. but when my dad found out you know he came to me and I, I again I share this on our podcast but he just said like if I ever said anything like derogatory or disrespectful towards 
you know, the LGBTQ community, I apologize and I'll never do it again. And he never did. That's amazing. He was very supportive, very, very supportive, as supportive as a father could be. Um, and I'm just so grateful for that. I'm very lucky and fortunate that I have a very accepting family in that respect. So I love that. You, Zach? So my story is going to be short. I came out of my mom and everyone knew I was gay. So that's that. Period. No, I mean, I mean, growing up, I'm pretty sure most people knew I was gay. I mean, I, I had those what tendencies or like I always hung out with females. I, I, I never, you know, like those, yeah. I had that voice just you know but i i officially came out in high school to basically my friends and my mom and brother so i told my best friend andrea who i host uh three gays in a bay with i told her first and this was like probably within like two or three days of meeting her because i wanted to kind of like test things out like i was like okay i i've never actually verbalized or vocalized like I am gay. So I, I wanted to test that out on someone. So I told her and she was kind of like, well, yeah, doesn't anyone know that? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, okay, so this is how it's going to go. Yeah. So <laughs> that was perfect. And then I tell my brother next, because we're, it's after school and everything. I text my parents. I'm like, I have to talk to you guys after I get home. And so my brother, he's like, what's going on as we're driving home? And so I tell him and he's like, okay so what <laughs> like that's what what's the deal and so yeah. he really did not care he was just like I still love you I don't fuck everyone else like if they give you any issues let me know and so I was like okay cool and then my mom I told her and things I remember things differently than what she does she says that she was very supportive everything like that I feel that like she she did not shun me at all. I I want to say that right now. Like she did not shun me, um, but she, I I just felt things were a little bit rocky in our relationship. She did yeah. treat me a little bit differently because things were they were different. Like she always wanted her kids to have like grandkids. Not saying that I'm not gonna have a grandkid, but you know, like yeah yeah. So she she was just I felt that she was a little disappointed in that sense, but. That was that. Um, she told me not to tell my father, though, because she was afraid that I was going to get kicked out. And like James was saying, like within the uh, black community, because my mom is also white and my dad is black um, within the black community, it is I, I feel it's really frowned upon, at least within the older generations. Um, and with my father, I, I didn't tell him for a whole year later and what had happened we were touring colleges and everything. And I went to Iowa State because they had offered me a full ride scholarship. And we were like, okay, let's just check this out because we don't want to pay for shit. So yeah. let's let's go there. So me and him went up there. It's a 13 hour car ride. We toured the school and everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to come here. Like there's nothing bad here. And so after we get back to our hotel, he's questioning me and we're watching the Medea movie. I, I don't know why <laughs> I remember that, but... Yeah, <laughs> he's like, um, did you see any hot girls? And I'm like, no, no, I, I didn't see anyone that caught my eye. And he's just pushing and pushing and pushing. And so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, he knows that I'm gay. Like, why else would you be asking me if I saw any hot girls? Right. Yeah. 
And so I text my mom. I'm like, look, he's asking me these things. And she's like, no, do not tell him. Like, just please do not. And then he he's like, are you gay? And I'm like, no. <sighs> I, I, so I'm, I'm still denying everything, right? And like, yeah. you hear my voice, like, hey. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm that type of gay. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I'm still denying everything, right? Yeah. And so I'm telling him no, no, no. And then I text my mom, like, he keeps pressuring me to ask or to tell him, like, he's asking me, am I gay? Like, I'm going to have to tell him. So eventually he asked me one more time and I'm like, yes, I am gay. And the he was very disappointed. Like, he, but he also, he took it upon himself. He was saying, how he failed as a parent and like he was worried about what other people would think of him and what other people would think of me. And he was afraid of me going to school by myself because he was afraid like I was just going to have it really hard. And like at the time, like I wanted to join a fraternity. Like I I don't know why because I'm not a people person, but (laughs) um, I wanted to join a fraternity. But he was like, I'm not going to help you pay for things if you join a fraternity because you're going to get your ass beat by these men. Like, no, you're not going to do that. And so I I didn't get to do exactly what I wanted to in college because I'm gay. Yeah. But he's come a very long way. Like, he was so afraid of what other people would think of him and his parenting. But now he's just like, fuck it. And, like, he's been very accepting of most of my partners and then James, he's he loves James to death. It's kind oh, of I love scary. That. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what happened to this man? Like he's come a long way. He's accepted me. Like me and him have gotten so close. He, oh, I, I don't I know. That. It's it's worked out. Like I I did have it rough in the beginning, but not as rough as a a bunch of people. But I, I mean, I never got kicked out or anything like that. Yeah. I I was like, it was frowned upon in my family, especially from the black side. But people have come around. It's it's more accepting, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, I love yeah. that, man. Your dad. That's called character development, right there. For real, Ooh. though. That's amazing. Are you guys all close with all your parents, or? Yeah, I th- I mean I'm I talk to my family like every single day. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm that close with my family. I don't talk to my family that much but mainly my my sisters they live back in sacramento and my brother just recently moved to texas not too long ago yeah um we do have a group chat we stay connected in that way every now and then um but i'm pretty close to i've always been close to my parents and yeah you know um my dad after he passed away i just haven't really gone back to sacramento and my mom lives here in Seattle with us. And yeah, she recently did come to uh, Puerto Vallarta with us. So. <laughs> Does she love it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like we, we told her in advance, like, okay, this, this was not done intentionally, but we did book it the week of pride. And so I was a little bit concerned with my mom going because my mom's in her, you know, mid 60s at this point, And I'm like, oh my gosh, this old white lady is coming with us <laughs> to like Puerto Vallarta during Pride Week. And I'm like, okay, like it's going to be a little too much for her. But she, 
the best of them. I mean, she went skiing, <laughs> jet skiing with us and she went to the uh, block party with us and she walked around and had drinks with us. And my mom loves a good margarita. So margarita time, yeah. which is not, it's like literally right on the corner from uh, Pancho's Tacos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and she she loved margarita time and (laughs) um you know whenever she got tired we were walking around a lot whenever she got tired she would be like okay i'm gonna head back to the hotel and just relax and you guys go out and um you know enjoy yourselves but you know she had the time of her life and she especially enjoyed the parade and she just kept talking about like how amazing it was to see so many people from different walks of life yeah. and, you know, all the representation that they had for different people in the LGBT community. I mean, like they had like the big muscle buff gays and then they had like <laughs> yeah. the lesbian flow and they had like, you know, the trans flow and, you know, it was just really nice um, to see all the representation that everyone was just having a good time. They were vibing. It was like, it's nothing like you typically experience with like clusters of people who sell large groups of people with, you know, just, you know, just a lot of representation in their group. Yeah. And it was really nice to see that, um, that there wasn't kind of like these clicks that you typically see amongst the gay community. Yes. Go oh out. my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Goodness gracious. I think that's probably one of the reasons, like the, the main reasons why I don't like to go to, to gay clubs anymore. It's just, it's become so clicky and oh mm-hmm. like, like high school lunch. I'm like, dude, I thought we graduated years ago. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with <laughs> yeah. this right now. Like, exactly. Oh my goodness. But moving on, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. So the next question asks what are some common misconceptions or stereotypes about gay people oh shit um, <laughs> okay so i feel like i fit a bunch of the stereotypes so i might be the wrong person <laughs> i'm i'm not even joking I, like, what do you mean whole, what do you mean what do you like mean? the whole feminine thing being like i don't know like growing up i did face a lot of like not a lot of bullying but like just being called a little girl, stuff like that. Like oh, we're more yeah. feminine and stuff like that. So I, I feel like that's a big stereotype. Yeah. But then when I like, I I met Jane. Okay, so I thought he was trans <laughs> when I first met him. But what? When, like, what? Exactly. That's, what? A whole other story. that's another story for later. Crazy. Tune in to Wine and Wonder for the rest of that story. <laughs> but um, like he's very masculine, right? Like he yeah. sounds masculine, like his voice is deep or like even talking to you, like you have like not a quote unquote gay sounding voice. Like you guys I'm gay. don't Girl, I'm gay, that. I'm gay. Yes, but like you guys don't sound it. Like you guys could pass as straight acting versus me. Like you hear me, like as soon as I say, hey, like, you just know that I'm gay. So like those types of things, like that's a big, like, stereotype and yeah i've never been able to hide who i am so i like that's why i feel like i'm the wrong person to ask just those reasons like i think i check every single box like does he have that like inflection in his voice yes does does he have the limp wrist yes does he have a little walk like does he have a sway in his hips when he walks yes so yeah, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I'm like crying right now. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, my answer, I'm gonna keep it short. Um, 
Oh my gosh, Zach. Um, <laughs> mine is that it's gonna be really simple. It's just that all that all gay people like love to shop because I think that that's one thing like I always heard growing up. It's like, yeah, you should come out so we can go like shopping and all that. And I'm like, girl, I don't I don't like to shop. Like, no, oh I wear I wear basketball shorts and <laughs> and oversized t-shirts. Like, no. Yeah. So, I, so yes, people. Not all gay people love to shop. I'm sorry. Try to break it to you. <laughs> yes, this is one hundred. See, this is why I know I like you. Like, <laughs> I, I get you. I get you. It's James, too much. On the other hand, he likes to shop. You do, James? <laughs> I don't like to shop for clothes necessarily, but I like to grocery shop, which is <laughs> kind of. Oh awful. yes, <laughs> I remember this part. This this in yes. one of your episodes, how you go down every aisle or something like that. Like you take <laughs> I will your... go down literally every aisle. I will just sit in the aisles and like read labels. <laughs> it <laughs> it drives Zach nuts. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and you know, there's times when I have been able to go grocery shopping by myself, which I particularly enjoy because I will be out for like three or four hours. <laughs> and like, what? what the heck were you doing out for and that long? But honestly, it's just me. It's kind of therapeutic and relaxing. So I will go to like four or five stores and just honestly take my time and if yeah. i see something i like or i see something that seems interesting i want to try i just throw it in the cart but it is kind of um we're, we're really trying to cut back <laughs> on the finances because <laughs> i will spend literally like 300 dollars a week on groceries yeah and it's just like, the two of us so it's kind of extreme and groceries um, are not like reasonably priced right no, now no they're not no they're not and like i'm an accountant right and yeah. i have like all our cards like set to notify me whenever like a penny is spent on all of them and when he went grocery shopping by himself the <laughs> oh week God. before i got a notification every single time he bought something i was like what the hell is he buying like <laughs> oh my god i had a heart attack Although in your defense, James, I do go to multiple grocery stores because some stores just have better things than other stores. Like exactly. Like to to Thank you. Somebody who got some. No, sense don't defend him. But, <laughs> but, 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 so but, well. but, 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 there's, there's a but. But I don't go down every aisle and I, I run in and get what I need and I get the hell out. Like, I, I can't. I can't. No, I don't do that. That's that's my problem. Is like I just enjoy being in the grocery store and yeah. I'll go to Trader Joe's. I'll go to, we have a Fred Myers. It's just kind of like the equivalent of like, I don't say a safe way yeah. or Vons. Yeah. You know, maybe a Bel Air if you're bougie. <laughs> uh, you know like it's just it's just nice i just like to go in there and relax and just do my thing so yeah yeah so what what would you say are some biggest uh misconceptions or stereotypes of the gay community oh, oh <laughs> i don't even know where to start i think for me <laughs> when i was younger especially it's like after coming out to my parents they just assume you and the only other gay person you know, they want to hook you up. Like, oh, well, so-and-so so is gay. Like, maybe you guys can, like, be yes. a No, like, just because like I'm that. gay and just because they're gay doesn't mean that I find them attractive or I want to be with them. Like, that's not how this works. It's just like the heterosexual community. Like, not every 
straight person wants to be together, not every yeah. gay person, but they think like the pool is so small, which in a lot of ways it is, but I'm like, there's a, there's a lot, the gay community is a lot bigger than you think. Yeah. And I might be the only person, gay person that you personally know, but I'm telling you right now, this pond is a lot bigger than you think. And yes. this person is, I'm just not interested in. I hated that growing up. My, my brother is like, Oh, you know, you should talk to this person. His, his now wife had a gay best friend at the time. And he's like, Oh, you should talk to him. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I just, no, I don't <laughs> find him attractive and it's not my type and whatever, but like, no. And it's so frustrating because it happened multiple times. So yeah. I think that's a common misconception is like, oh, every gay person just is, you know, wanting to be with each other or wanting to like be sexual with each other in some way. I'm like, no, that's not it. What advice would you have for someone who is not a part of the LGBTQ plus community wanting to show their support? Ben, who wants to start? Want to share? <laughs> I think I, I know what <laughs> I set him up. I knew this was the one. <laughs> I, I'll answer later. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, I would say like the really the epitome of true allyship, in my opinion, is is really just like speaking up and and showing up. More importantly, when it matters most, like. You know, I think about a lot of people that have even the smallest platforms that they can really push, you know, sort of, you know, I guess in my mind, the duality movement forward that we have in terms of, you know, seeking equality in all facets of life. Um, I was, I just recently visited my mom at work. She She lives about 45 minutes south of where... Zach and I live at, uh -huh. but she works not even like 15 minutes down the street from where I live at. So it's really easy for me to connect with her at work. So we went there and she was telling me that she just recently hired a trans woman for her security team. Um, she works in retail and I'm like, Oh, that, that's amazing. And yeah. she was like, yeah, you know, she was kind of telling me a little bit about this person and, you know, telling me like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, she was trans, but I'm really happy, you know, we have this representation. And I was telling her like, that's the type of, you know, unspoken allyship that I think is very necessary, like to have yeah. that representation in the workplace, especially of all places where my mom works at. In retail, she has a lot of theft and crime and you know, a lot of what she would call like the zombies, like these people that are on fentanyl and, oh. you know, they're, they're just not in their right mind and they come in and, you know, they're stealing carts full of stuff. And, you know, to have like a trans woman at the forefront of your loss prevention team is it's incredible. And yeah. my mom is essentially using, you know, a small platform that she has to, build up the lgbtq community in that respect and so i really appreciate that you know and i and i also think about like you know all of these oppressive laws that we are experiencing now with yes. even things like drag shows um which is super saddening you know it's really about like showing up to the voting polls and making sure that your voice is heard and and making sure that you're voting against these laws that are really trying to set our community back 
Um, and, you know, if you're out in public, it could be something as simple as, you know, speaking up in those moments where you see something like homophobic happening or there's like, you know, some form of hate being spewed out there. Yeah. I think it's important to like really speak up, especially from our heterosexual counterparts, because that's where the extension comes from. You know, yeah. that that's where you be you are able, like Zach said earlier in this episode, is like hate is taught. And when you don't speak up, you it's so cliche to say, but you do become part of the problem when you don't speak You're up enabling that behavior. Moments. Yes. Exactly. And you're not saying anything and nobody's gonna put these people in their place. And so it's really, really important to speak up. And so that's what I feel like true allyship is that you don't not really going out of your way to do anything special, but you're just doing the small little things that you can in your day to day, everyday life. You know, we're not asking anybody to be like Beyonce of the world necessarily, <laughs> but yeah. you know, we're, we're asking you to just use the platforms that you have to show support. And, you know, no matter how big or how small those are, and I think that's that for me is is supporting the community. Yes. Okay, wow. Miss America. I know, man. Take over the show. <laughs> Tune in next week where James takes over with his special guest, his mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was such a good answer. I mean, and it's it's so true. Um, I don't even know how to follow that. Right. <laughs> um, I mean. All I want to say is even for people in like the actual community, I think it's so important just to educate yourself and just really just open yourself up because I'm not going to like I've seen a lot of like I said earlier, like I've seen like so much hate from within our own community as far as like um quote unquote old school gays or whatever just like really bashing the whole like the the new genders and you know the the, the pronouns mm-hmm. and um I, I don't know i just i think it comes down to really like educating and just just knowing what what you're talking about because these people who are bashing it i'm sorry to say but they just sound so stupid and yeah um <laughs> Jeffrey Star, but uh, <laughs> but but I mean, I like a few years ago. I I mean, I I also had those really ugly ugly thoughts too, and it took myself really putting in the the work to just educate myself and learn all of these all of these pronouns and 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 topics and just it. It's really opened my eyes and I mean that's why I'm here now. I just I, I feel like we all have a have a duty. Not not like a a major duty, but just I don't know, like we, we need to speak better of our of our own community. And I I think if we start doing that, then maybe those around us who aren't in it will start to do so as well. After hearing you guys, do you guys know that clip of that one Miss, I think it was Miss America, where I don't even know what question she was asked, but she was just, I don't even know what the fuck she was saying. She's like, I'm Africa such as this. I don't even know. That's going to be me right now. I'm just not going to make any sense. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> but I'm going to piggyback off of you, Anthony. Um, 
So I think a lot of it to show any type of allyship, it's just having an open mind. Yes. Um, I'm I'm thinking about like my dad, for example, like he was so closed minded, like even my mom, like growing up, I would hear them say some very homophobic things, have homophobic rhetoric. And like after I came out to my family, like they didn't necessarily agree, like especially my dad, he was very against it. He was afraid of what people would say about him, about me, like he was just scared and he educated himself. He got to know like what it was meant to be gay. And he realized this does not affect me in any way, shape or form. This has no reflection of me. Like I still raised an amazing human being. Yes. I am, I raised an amazing son. He is who he is, what, who he loves does not have any reflection upon me. And he was willing to learn. And I think that is a true form of allyship is just having the ability to learn and like just transform. Like, I think that is number one. Um, I forgot where I was actually going with this. Such <laughs> as like, um, you know, no, <laughs> sorry. But no, it's just, fine. just having the ability to learn and just grow from what, wherever you're at is, just the true form of allyship and then being able to you don't necessarily have to speak out because not everyone is comfortable with speaking out yeah but like, i i know like for example when i was in high school i i know nothing about tools or like jump starting a car okay so my car was a piece of shit in high school and <laughs> it would just die like randomly and i didn't know how to jump start a car right and I just remember these group of like football players kind of just making fun of me because I didn't know how to do that. And and one of my friends, or no, she wasn't even my friend. She was just one of the the friends of the football players. She basically told him to shut the fuck up. Like, look, he needs help. Like, go help him. And she made one of the football players come help me. And Period. that was a true form of allyship right yeah. there. She knew who I was. She knew I was struggling. And she was like, no, like, go help him. He is in need right now. Like, just being able to speak up in that type of situation. Like, I remember her, like, right now. And if I could go talk to her right now, I'd just give her a big hug right now. Yeah. Thinking about that, I, that was, that meant everything in that. Yeah. Moment, you know? That's so, amazing. Stuff like that, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Second to last question. A lot of members in our community did not have the easiest time coming out and struggled with their identity. Knowing everything you know and everything you've experienced, what would you tell your younger self? Things are definitely going to get better. Like, I mean, I know that sounds so cliche, but things do get better once you are more comfortable with who you are. Like, growing up, I mean, I knew I was always gay but I was never comfortable with it. The more I became comfortable with myself and became comfortable with who I am in my own skin, things became a little bit easier. And yeah. you, things do get better for you. Like it may not seem like it right now, but just keep working and trying your best to be the best version of yourself. That's all you can do. And it will be worth it in the end. Like, 
that's literally all you can do. And just do what makes you fucking happy, you know? Fuck that's everyone. All. Do what makes yeah. you happy. Yeah, do whatever Period. makes you happy. Yes, I agree. I would say ditto to that. Like, it gets better truly is the gay motto. And, and for that reason, I would say, like, you know, this isn't necessarily the best advice to give everyone who isn't in a safe space to yeah. move forward. But I would say, you know, to to the question is to my younger self, I would really say, like, start living, you, you know, authentically sooner than I did. I, I think, you know, it's in, because of my own personal journey and experience, like, I would have much rather have come out a lot sooner yeah you know i was the person that like tried to not necessarily live a lie but almost try to convince myself otherwise that i was somebody that i wasn't and you know early on in high school like i had a girlfriend and like it's just silly to me looking back on it it's like no you knew who you were from you know like early like elementary like come on now like that let's not be fake about it so i would say you know i would have honestly if if i could turn back time i would have probably like vocalized my my thoughts you know pretty early on to my parents as soon as i can remember or have had those thoughts of like oh i'm different or i'm gay or could i kind of put those pieces of the puzzle together and it could articulate those thoughts i would have i wouldn't have waited so long um, and I think I would have been much happier had I done that um, because, you know, I even, even after having a girlfriend, I had a boyfriend and I, I didn't want to tell anybody in my high school that I had a boyfriend and you know, that's just uncomfortable. It's just yeah. awkward. It's, it just kind of tarnishes the whole experience. Um, so I would say do it sooner than later, but that's only if again, you feel like it's, the right thing to do for you yeah and it you know to to echo some of the things we've already said in some of our other podcasts is like do do it on your own terms if if you can (laughs) because you know sometimes that's 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 taken away from you um but i think you know do it on your own terms but you know do it do it in due time and you know that's you're going to be so much happier being yourself Yes. Um, yeah, I'm just going to piggyback off of, off of that. I would tell myself, my young, younger self, that you're going to be okay. Um, and like Zach said, uh, it, it gets better. And that's so crazy, James, that you said that because I always told myself that like, like, damn, like I should have came out earlier and mm-hmm. it just, but I mean, things work out the way they, they do for a reason, but yeah, I think telling my younger self that things are going to be get better and it's it's going to be good later on in life and you guys said it all. Aww. Yeah. Our younger selves, they just need to be hugged and Yeah. yeah. I just like I, I want to hug him. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be good, dude. Just yeah. Chill. You're going to mm, you're going to be amazing, <laughs> young <laughs> Anthony. Just just know you're going to be doing great things. Okay. Oh, go on, go on. I'm Here kidding. He is. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. Tell me more. Uh, well, uh, that leads us to the end of this episode. I'm Aww. so sad. 
No. I'm so sad. I know. I know. I've had an amazing time with with you both again for the gazillionth time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me today. Are Can we you guys... the last of your uh, of your hosts for the month of June? Yes. Um... <laughs> Can I say thank you so much for just having us and putting up with our bullshit <laughs> no, no bullshit at all first and foremost i know i keep saying that but <laughs> just you having us here that means the world to us and just thank you thank you and it really is like... <laughs> episode thank you thank you <laughs> yes thank you. <laughs> i think this is just like a purge of our personalities because you know we're so in tune with each other but we don't have a lot of gay you know friends mm -hmm. and yeah. you know here in seattle especially there's like this thing called the seattle freeze and it is very real you it know is. people they're very friendly they're very kind but they're not interested necessarily in in getting to make friends and as somebody who's in like her early 30s it, yeah. it's hard to make friends you feel like everyone is sort of established in their lifestyles and they're not really necessarily interested in getting to know other people. So, you know, as, as a gay couple, as, you know, here in Seattle, you know, we, we find it hard to make friends. Either the people just want to be promiscuous with you or they think that you're yes. like in some kind of like swinger type of situation or oh my gosh, relationship, yeah. <laughs> which we won't even get into because no. it's a topic in and of itself, but you know, like either it's that type of situation and we have to like fold and be like, nah, like we're not, we're not about that. Or, yeah. you know, just people just are just like disinterested. So it's, it's just nice to feel like, you know, we have this business venture with you, but also it is in a lot of ways feeling like a friendship, you know? Yes, genuine. exactly. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, so uh, thank you, Zach, for messaging me that, that one time. <laughs> no because i mean i i think that was at a, at a at a point where i was like getting like really down on myself um because mm. I, I i hadn't had a lot of support from the community and then here comes zach with this like you're awesome like it's it's so good and i don't know like it just it kind of like helped lift me up a little bit and 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 keep going because i mean i did want to quit like it was, it was oh, so no. dramatic as, as dramatic as that sounds like I was, cause I mean, I, I, I created this podcast, Scream Career Podcast. Like, no, I don't just talk about Scream, but like, I, I wanted to talk about like LGBTQ plus topics and just really like, just have like a voice and a, and a small platform and talk about LGBTQ plus topics and, and all that. And yeah, like I wasn't really well received by the community i think 80 percent of my listeners are straight women mm -hmm. so really? yeah like it's yes yes that is surprising yes the 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 women love me <laughs> <laughs> so it's hey, hey booze <laughs> so it's just been really refreshing and therapeutic for me just to like talk to you guys and just yeah like have that support so I've said it a gazillion times, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Before I let you go, though, you have to let the people know where they can find you. All right, Jababe. Do you want to let them know? 
<laughs> I'll let I'll let you do the honors. This is your oh, baby. Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> you guys can go ahead and find us on uh, Wine and Wonder podcast. Wine and Wonder. So also that little intro, I did not want to do that either. That was like legit. Like, no, no, we're not going to sing. But such yeah. a hater. <laughs> yeah we have okay the first time i i listened i was walking around my my house just saying that like it was stuck in my head james See? can actually sing though like he can actually sing and hold a tune but oh. i can't so maybe it's just a little bit of jealousy that's why i was like <laughs> oh no we're not effing singing right now <laughs> but yeah you guys can go ahead and catch us on wine and wonder podcast um on Instagram. That's basically where we're at right now. Um, we're still expanding, trying to just build our community, build our tribe. Um, so yeah, that that's about it right now. So go follow and listen. You guys release episodes every... Every Thursday. Every Thursday. And you're available on... Apple and Spotify. Yes. Yay. The... Again, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much for even having us, even like, even thinking of us. Like, I'm so glad you are in our lives. Just you bring this amazing energy to us and just know I'm going to be blowing your phone up. So yes. I do apologize. <laughs> don't let this be the end. Don't let this be the end. No, Please don't. Definitely <laughs> yes. Not. Once you have me, I am stuck in your life forever. So good luck to you. And on that note, I will talk to you all on the next episode. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs>